Are you ready? It's time. It's time to let go and use your voice. It's time to be real and it's time to heal. I'm Tiff Carson and this is Hard Beautiful Journey. Hey there, welcome to Hard Beautiful Journey for episode 80. Happy New Year! It's officially 2024 and I don't know about you all, but I'm super excited to see what this year has in store for me and my family and my friends. I ended 2023 doing something I hadn't planned on doing until January 7th. I launched my book, Dancing in the Rain, early. I was driving home from work on December 28th and I had an overwhelming feeling that this book doesn't need a big fancy book launch. Not yet anyway. I heard a message from deep in my heart and soul. Do it now. Do it now. Let people start reading it now. So I listened and the response has been nothing short of amazing. And I can officially announce that I am an international bestseller on Amazon in two of the categories that my book is in. What the actual heck? I can't wait to see where this book goes and how many people it actually reaches. Today's guests were very integral in helping me get my book out into the world and reach this success. Dave Thompson and Davina Davidson are here, and they are from Inspirational Book Writers, and they're my publishers. But they aren't just publishers. They are now dear friends who care so deeply about the authors that they work with, and I can't wait for you to hear this discussion with them so you can understand what it's like to work with a publisher and get your own work out into the world. Here is my interview with Dave and Davina. Hello. Today on the podcast, I have Dave Thompson and Davina Davidson from Inspirational Book Writers on the show. And I can't wait to talk to you guys about the journey that I have been on with you for the last, how many months has it been? Like eight since, months or so? Yeah, since May. Eight since, or so. Yeah, yeah. So I can't wait to introduce you to Dave and Davina. And you guys are based out of Australia. People might wonder how I came to find a publisher out of Australia, since I am based in Canada. And it's actually through my friend, my good friend, Brianna Vincent. She knew that I was writing a book or wanted to write a book was in the process of writing a book, but couldn't quite get it to the finish line. And she said, you need to talk to Dave. So that's how I came to find Dave and inspirational book writers. And when we met for the first time, we were supposed to talk for 30 minutes or so. And we ended up talking for about an hour and a half. And I knew I wanted to work with you guys because of how your container works. Do you want to talk a little bit about your company and how it all came to be? Mm, Amazing. Thanks, Tiff. Yeah. So we started, we first started publishing inspirational books in 2014 and it was really stumbling into it from, 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 to an extent because 
I was a coach and I was building my business and I wrote my first book in a week and then I published it six weeks later because I just wanted it out there in the market. And that book did quite well. It sold over 500 copies in the first couple of months. But what was more interesting was people saying to me, hey, I've been trying to get my book out for years. Can you help me? And a couple of my friends asked me, I was like, sure, no problem. You're my friend. I'll help you. Let's just have a call. And then they started waving their credit cards at me. And they were like, no, no, no. I don't think you understand. I am serious about this. You've just done this. You've obviously got a method. Show me the method. Help me get the result. And then it was like the lightning bolt in my mind. It was like, okay, I think this is something. And that's where it started. So 2014, for the next six years, the way the business actually ran was we would take people away to a private beach house on an island overlooking the Coral Sea. Uh, like just for those Amazing. of you that are curious, <laughs> like it's just at the southern end of the Great Barrier Reef. Like we're not on the Great Barrier Reef, but it's at the southern end. Yeah. And Davina joined us um, halfway through that journey. And it was just a phenomenal way to help people write books. We go to a spectacular location with amazing people, feed them delicious food. And the idea was basically write your book in a week and we're not leaving until the books are done and the food is eaten. Mm -hmm. And is <laughs> um, that how, Davina, is that how you ended up working with uh, Dave uh, in his company? Yeah, so originally I was asked to come and help out and do some body work for the authors because you know yourself, typing oh, yeah. you get really stiff in the neck and the shoulders. So my background is natural therapies and massage and body work. And so I went over and did like a fill-in job for somebody, their normal massage therapist who couldn't make it. And then obviously Dave liked me and said, can you come back next time? And I kind of filled in for a half a week retreat. And then after that, it just kind of grew from there. And he asked me to come on board. And then when we went to Hawaii in 2019 for our first international book writers yeah that was when I was asked to be the publishing manager so that's my journey that's amazing so Dave you are the founder of this company Davina is the publishing manager and mm -hmm. when I first read that on your website when I was looking you up write my book in a week hmm I've already been at this for a while. So I'm one of the ones that didn't write my book in a week with your company, but you've had a lot of them, even just as recent as a month ago. Did you have a, a month or so ago? You had another intensive yes. where a group of people came in and wrote their books in a week. Can you talk mm -hmm. a little bit about how that went and and mm -hmm. the kind of authors that are in your groups? Yeah, amazing. So the idea of the write your book in a week program, like whether we, in, in the early days, we delivered that through the retreat in person format. And then when COVID arrived, we switched it to online. And so we've been doing, instead of a retreat, we call it the online book writing intensive. And it is a virtual retreat. It's the same principle. We're still working on Davina shipping her amazing raw desserts and smoothies to the authors. <laughs> yeah. We haven't quite got that level of experience into the online, but certainly it is an experience. And the idea behind Write Your Book in a Week is that books are the type of thing that people can procrastinate on, that they can sit, let sit in a hard drive, 
and just not have momentum with. And momentum is such an important part of getting a book done, as you would know from your journey, Tiff, yep. that the, the write your book in a week is designed for that person that's I'm done with procrastinating. I want momentum. I want progress. And a lot of people do finish the book in a week. They do finish a draft manuscript. And we also have people who go, you know what? I'm going to come to a couple intensives this year and I'm going to get it done over four months or six months. Mm -hmm. So while it does say write your book in a week, there's flexibility for people to take their own timing with their journey, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And so, you know, you were a classic example of that. For mm -hmm. some people, like the people that came in October, we've got people who wrote the, the book in October. They'll be launching January. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Three or four months. That was the perfect timing for them. Yeah. It was in their season for their life where it worked for for them to get that out. And there's a there was a time in my writing process that I have talked about this before in a couple episodes that I took a week off of work unpaid to put some skin in the game. And I wrote more that week than any other week because I put myself in a place in a container like you provide where I, I get inspiration from nature. So I put myself around water. I put myself in the trees. I put myself, yeah, just in a place where I knew that the words would flow and that worked for me. One of the things I know in our first meeting, I recall vividly talking with you about is not wanting to lose my voice in this process, in the edit. And you gave me so much comfort around that. Do you want to speak about this process? Because I know that's a big concern for a lot of people that are writing their books that I'm writing, I'm doing all this work. I don't want somebody to take it and then make it sound like it's not me. And Love. you, you, you definitely sold me that your editors wouldn't do that. And I can attest that they kept my voice in it the whole way through. Amazing. Yeah, it's a big thing. I get very passionate about this, Tiff, because it's, especially in a world of increasing censorship, a lot of publishers are taking books, they're taking manuscripts and they're red penning it and going, you can't say that. You can't say it in that way. And I think for books like yours, where there's an element of connection, well, it's, it's the whole thing is connected to spirit, to mm -hmm. the divine, mm -hmm. connected to the other side, bringing through the unseen, putting an intangible energy or spirit into words, into a physical book. When that's the case, you've got to preserve the integrity of the energy of the message that's coming through. And there is so much weight on particular words. And if you start messing with those words and taking them out, the energy changes and if the energy in the book is part of the competitive advantage of why the book stands out, of why it's unique, of why it's an authentic original, it's like you're taking the heart out of it just to try and fit in a marketing box. Mm -hmm. Like to me, that's like cheap, soulless Hollywood movies or pop music. And okay, maybe there's a market for that. We're just not here to serve. Like we're not, this business does not exist to put out cheap candy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We're here, we're here for the soulful people, for the people that are connected to the divine, bringing through messages from the other side, 
but not like the full woo-woo, no spine person who drifts off and never does anything and just wants to float on a cloud for the entire life. Mm-hmm. We're here for the people that are connected and grounded and actually want to do something with the message that they're bringing through and contribute to the world. So when I heard what your book was about, the way you were connected with your brother, I'm like, that is exactly what we are here to do. And because I'm so passionate about it, that probably came through in that first call. Oh, it did. It did. And let's be real. I ugly cried on that call too, right? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Because I ugly cry on all of my calls. But that one in particular, I remember ugly crying because I was just like, this is so important to me that I work with people that aren't freaked out by the fact that I can connect with my brother and that he's part of this writing journey with me. And you were just like, oh, heck no, bring it, bring it on. And that was like the comfort I needed. And then I also experienced it when I uh, went into my first Q&A session. So what you guys do is you have a weekly call, a weekly Q&A session where it's you and Davina and then whoever shows up that week to talk about their books and ask questions. Sometimes you just sit there and listen to other people. What I loved about being in those Q&A sessions, and I'm still in them, is hearing the different stages in people's publishing journeys and knowing that you're not alone in some of the fears that come up (laughs) as a writer. So I was going to ask you, Davina, what do you think are the biggest fears and blocks that authors have in this writing journey? Good question. The first one I would say is probably that they're not good enough or that's, that's the biggest and the first one that nearly everybody shows up with somewhere along their writing journey. And usually we see it at the first kind of checkpoint when we ask authors to submit their work for what we call internally our read review process. And that's usually the first time that the author has had other eyes on it. And so it brings up a lot of vulnerability for people. And quite often they'll be sweating or chewing their fingernails (laughs) waiting for that to come back. Yeah, because they're looking for that sense of validation that what they've written is okay and that it's good. And nine times out of 10, what we find is that they're actually quite pleasantly surprised with how good it actually is. And sometimes they don't believe us. They think that we're blowing sunshine and it's not actually the case. It's just that they're usually so embodied in their message by the time they get to us, because if they're not, they don't usually make it through the front door. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know that was the case for me, although I had other eyes on my manuscript with my book writing coach, but let me tell you, waiting for that read review to come back is a very nerve wracking process because yeah, you don't know. My book writing coach knew the story the whole way through because she was with me the whole way through this person. it This is the first time this set of eyes is reading this story and will it have the same impact as mm. I think it does. And my book writing coach think it does. And my mom thinks it does. And so like to get that back and to get the input from the editor 
is so valuable. And again, just like I said, with my book writing coach, you have to set your ego aside and just Mm -hmm. say, okay, is this for me or is this not for me? And you guys said, it's like a buffet, take what you need and leave what you don't. And that was really encouraging for me as well, just to know that I had that freedom in my book. So I am launching my book and I don't know about the other authors, but I am shaking in my boots. So what kind of encouragement do you give to other authors at this stage in the journey to just go for it and just trust that it will land in the hands of the people it's supposed to land in? The first piece of advice to someone who's like you is to acknowledge that you are human and that there's no graduating being human. I mean, sure, maybe down the track we merge with robots or maybe the robots become us, who knows, but we're not in that reality yet. So if you weren't feeling those feelings, I'd be a a bit concerned. Really? And the second, yeah, It's normal. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's very normal. Like how many times we, we, I don't think we've had someone who hasn't felt that demeanor. No. Everybody has felt this way, truly. Because what's about to happen is my good friend, Dane Thomas, who's done five books with us, he put it really well. He said, people are about to be looking at my stuff. Yeah. That's about, that. that is literally what is about to happen. It's (laughs) out in the world. People are going to be looking at your stuff. (laughs) A lot of people. (laughs) A lot of people to be looking at your stuff. And sometimes I just want to crawl under my desk and be like, no, 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 no. Or stop, stop, stop production. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. So it's uh, normal. The number of emails that we have received in bold capitals in the subject Mm -hmm. line, stop the press. (laughs) Really? Stop the launch. We don't even laugh anymore. We're just like, oh, okay. And then you talk them off a ledge and you're like, it'll it'll be okay and it'll be fine. And then the following week they're on the... Q&A session with these great big smiles on their face. And they're just like, oh my gosh, I did it. So that will be me, I think. That, that, that will be you. <laughs> that will be you. Oh my gosh. It's been quite the journey. The other part that I absolutely loved was the cover design. Oh my Lord. I cannot believe how talented your, I, Sarah, Let's talk about Sarah for a minute. Sarah nailed it. Hey, she nailed Just it. Bang on, bang on. And, you know, I also want to give a shout out to Davina here, and she wouldn't say this herself, but D- Davina, as well as Bodywork, has a background in magazine publishing. So she has an eye for what works on a cover. She knows titles, she knows subtitles. And I'm humble enough to say, I think personally, she is better at covers than me. And so Davina in combination with Sarah, that is a formidable team. Absolutely. Your cover on point, not only from a visual, like just a pure visual display, but from a kinesthetic, energetic, even spiritual perspective. Mm-hmm. And, and as well, I want to acknowledge as well, Tiff, you here, because if you weren't aligned and in integrity with the message, that can also come out as difficulties or slowness or stop start in the cover. So there's multiple things going on here. 
you're embodied in your message, you're in integrity, you're ready for it to come. Davina's providing the almost midwife guidance or to make sure it's on point. And then Sarah's implementing and creating the vision so that it's got all the right little pieces, everything's in the right place, and it's hitting the intended tone, style, per- and purpose mm-hmm. of what you set out to achieve. So, you know, covers are a big thing. People do judge a book by its cover. And for your book, your message, your intended market, you've nailed it. I had one of my friends when I posted it, I don't know if this is her comment exactly, but it was somewhere along the lines of, I want to read this to see what made you feel that emotion. And that was like, yes, yes, we nailed it. And when Davina sent me her feedback on the cover, the first version, you and I were both like, it's close, but it's not it. The first version was a brownish color. And you and I were both like, you said blue. And I was like, yeah, blue is it. And then when it came back, oh my gosh. So like I said, I'm coming up to my launch and there is a lot of work in launching a book. Do you want to talk about what that looks like and what you have been guiding me on in this process? So I think one of the difficulties with launching a book is that there are so many strategies out there that can become very confusing. And for a first-time author, it's which ones do I implement? Mm-hmm. Which ones are going to be effective? And so what we've done at Inspirational Book Writers is set up the launch process in four steps. There's four pillars. There's the very early pre-pre-launch where you tell the world, hey, it's coming. And then there's the pre-launch that begins when you actually tell the world, hey, I have a date. I have a date and a time like we're locking it in. Like it's not only is it coming, it's it's well on its way. There is a official date. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the kickoff point for the real momentum because the way we think about what think and feel about the energy of book launches is like an arrow being pulled back. The more that you can pull back the arrow for the moment of release, that's when it just flies into the air. And so that's what I've seen you've been doing, Tiff, in terms of providing ways for people to get involved. And the sneezer strategy is a big one. So what is sneezes? Uh, It's a concept from Seth Godin's book, Unleash the Idea Virus, where he talks about the process by which ideas spread like a virus. And I know we've just had the pandemic. So that's a very relevant, you know, very. people know how fast <laughs> things can spread. Yeah. And quickly. But we want your idea and your book to spread fast. And so everything that you're doing with bringing your sneezes, which you've publicly called your book launch team, which mm-hmm. I think is is cool. It's a great name. And enrolling people in the journey, giving them an opportunity to participate, whether it be through some people, I can't remember whether you did this or not, but some people, they put out their author pick to the to their following. And yeah, go, hey, I did that. <laughs> you did that? Was that was that well received? It was, that's one of my most popular posts and it was so divided. <laughs> so really? I was just like, what am I going to pick now? So I, I, it did take a while for me to pick the author pick because of all of the 
choices that people were saying, but I loved that process and getting people involved, just like I was doing with the videos of where I was writing, bringing people to where I was writing so that they knew the whole time the process and the stage that I was at in the book writing journey. Love it. I think one thing you've done exceptionally well, which is a very easy idea for any first time author to implement is to document the journey Mm -hmm. for each step that you're at share with the world. This is where I'm at. This is what I'm feeling today. I was freaking out and wanted to crawl in a cave and can the entire project. The next day I received my cover and I'm on top of the world and I want to shout to the world. This is so amazing. The roller coaster. And I did a reel the day that I, dumped 20,000 words. (laughs) I did a reel basically showing me crumpling up a bunch of papers and be like, bye, (laughs) see you later. And then I did another reel where the words weren't coming like at all. And I just did crickets (laughs) because nothing is coming. So just bringing the reality of writing a book into a visual so that It's not a surprise that I've written a book and I would like you to buy it if you could, right? So they're they're invested in my journey. 100%. That's such the way to go. Book launches are events. People love events. And especially if they've been with you since the beginning of the journey, they're going to want to celebrate that with you. Mm -hmm. You know, so everyone wins when you do it the way that you've done it. It's a really special thing to launch a book. So- What advice would you give to somebody that, like me, two years ago, no, three years ago now, I cannot believe it's already 2023. I started my podcast because I was scared to write. I wanted to share the things that I had been through in my life with people because I had a feeling I was supposed to help people. I was supposed to show my vulnerability and let people know, but I was, and I had already said this a few times. I even said it to Brianna. I want to, I know I'm supposed to write a book. I know I'm supposed to write a book, but it's way easier to talk. It's way easier for me to talk and get it out. But then the whole time I was doing this podcast, I was like, no, I know I'm supposed to write this book. But it's that doubt, right? It's that I was terrible in high school English. (laughs) How am I supposed to write a book? Honestly, my grade 10 teacher is going to be the most shocked person when she sees a book came out in my name because I was terrible in writing in high school. So do you find that people don't write their books because of those self-doubts all the time and just recently one particular book writer I can think of she was told basically exactly the same thing that you know she was no good at English and when we did the read review and the copy edit on her manuscript she was really blown away by the feedback and she thought that we were actually kind of lying to her a little bit at first really It was so ingrained into her that she wasn't good enough when I'm reading a book. I want to feel their heart and I want to feel closer to them because it's like intimacy. It's like you're having a a private conversation with the author almost and it's their words are in your head. And so it brings you closer to them. And so if you can get that from a book and that translates across, I think that's the most special and magical thing. And anyway, the long and short of it was that 
her feedback was great. And she's now been able to rewrite that mental story from the teacher, what the teacher told her to think, well, actually, maybe it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. And you can only do those little increments to get to that place where, hey, I write a book. Yeah, uh, She's on that journey and hers isn't coming out until next year. But that's part of that embodiment and that integration process. That actually brought up, as we were talking, a an incredible thing, actually. My mom, a couple of years ago, she told me, and I didn't know this about my mom, that she used to write poems in school. I don't know what grade level it would have been, but she was told by a teacher, uh, and I'm not bashing teachers, (laughs) trust me, I'm not bashing them at all, but she was told by a teacher that it wasn't good what she wrote. And my mom, that really impacted her. And she never wrote another poem again until two years ago. And now she is writing poems again. And she actually just wrote a poem on one of my Facebook posts. And so when you have that seed in your head that I'm not good at something, then it just blocks you from doing it. And I think what I want to encourage everybody is that I had that as well. And I thought I had to talk in a podcast, but it turns out I can actually write and you never know what you can do with your uh, writing as well. What do you guys have to say about that? Could not agree more. Mm -hmm. It it reminds me of stories where we had a guy who was a, a drug addict. He was a drug dealer as well. And his life was on the brink of going down the gurgler completely. And then he had an awakening and was like, I'm going to change my life. At the age of 30, he writes his first book. It's the only book he's ever read in his life. His book. Yeah. He's never read a book. He's 30 years of age, writes a book. Majority of the sentences in that book have less than 10 words. The process of what he's actually presenting has five steps and the five steps are just really simple. This is what I did to get off drugs. One, two, three, four, five. Mm -hmm. That book was a runaway success. He was on tour for 18 months on the Australian Eastern Seaboard. Yeah. Dozens and dozens and dozens of venues he spoke at, media everywhere, 5,000 copies sold, so many people impacted, no formal qualifications from this guy, just lived experience. Here's five things that I did to transform my life. Mm-hmm. And so I, I tell that story to impress upon people that you don't need academic formal qualifications to write a book. If you've got them, fantastic. Include them, include what you've learned. But the way that you say it, the way that he said it was so important. The fact that it was in simple language was important because there's all these youth out there, especially in that space of drug addiction, there's all these youth that are like, oh, I'm not listening to a you know doctor such and such, psychologist. I, I'm, why would I listen to that person? They, they don't live in the hood. Yeah. And he walks in and goes, hey, this is this, what I did. This is what happened. Instantly they're paying attention. They're like, this guy's different. He's not a stuck up, you know. Yeah academic like those people and so 
there is a market, I believe, for everyone's voice. There's people that only you can speak to. And that's part of the process is going, okay, who is this actually for? Okay, it's not for the World Bank. It's not for the high school teacher. It's not for the academics in university. This book is for the kids in the hood or whatever the case may be. I think understanding that is really important and very freeing for authors. So if someone's sitting there on the fence, hopefully that frees up the voice and goes, hold on, maybe there is a set of people here that I could speak to. Absolutely. There was, that was one of my blocks for sure, is that I didn't have qualifications to be a writer in the grief and healing and in that space, because I haven't done any courses or I haven't done any, but I've lived experience. And the lived experience, in my opinion, is I resonate with it more where I can hear somebody's story and say, yeah, I get it to my core. I get what you're saying. And maybe I'll try that because if it worked for you, it might work for me. So that is huge that having people like him show other people that you can do it too. Even if you don't have this background in writing, you can write a book as well. So I am just so grateful for both of you for the guidance that you gave me on this book. It's absolutely incredible. The whole way through, you, you're you just there for your authors. And I really want to thank you for that because it was part of a big part of the reason why I did get this book done. Amazing. Thank you mm -hmm. so much for that. That's That's what we're here to do. So to hear those words is really, we just smile at each other. We go, yeah, great. We yeah, you get you get the journey because you're both authors as well. And you get the, the feelings of being nervous. You get mm -hmm. the feelings of, holy shit, this is actually mm -hmm. happening. You held me so close and I met so many great people in the Q&A group and everybody is so super supportive that I, I cannot recommend you guys enough to anybody else that wants to write a book. And it can be a small book. It can be a big book. It doesn't need to be this gigantic novel or series, right? Correct. It can just be what's on your heart at that moment that if you want to write, you can do it. And I am proof of it. So thank you guys so, so much. Thank you, Tiff. Beautiful thank you. words. Thank you. I like to end every episode with what you are grateful for today. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to start with you, Davina. What are you grateful for? I am grateful for the work that we get to do in the world because we get to hang out with wonderful people like yourself. I'm grateful for the community that we have and that we've built in IBW because it's one of support and you felt that all the way through. All the way. I'm grateful that we get to help wonderful people like yourself get wonderful messages out into the world. How about you, Dave? Davina's taken so took many all of your words. <laughs> she took all the things I was going to say. I will reiterate what Davina said. 
particularly around the, the doing of this work and the people that we do it with. My Before I started this business in 2014, I was a lawyer and I really did not like the people I was working with. And so to be on this path, to work with people like you, Tiff, who have incredible messages of like that intangible sort of from the other side, that bringing spirit into the physical form, I think that is such a special thing. I have awe and reverence, like it's like that childlike awe every time, oh, I am like the first or second or third person in the world to see this new creation. Mm -hmm. I'm really grateful for that. And I'm grateful that the people that we have around us, the people that we work with, like yourself, Tiff, have the courage to persist and put messages out to the world. Because at the moment, at this time in history, there's a lot of agendas and not all of those agendas in the media and business and government and things like this, not all of those agendas are for the greater good. Mm-hmm. And so when there's a message that is for the greater good, that's very clearly aligned to contribution and making the world a better place, that is exactly what we're here to do. And it, to me, I'm grateful because of people like you have the courage to say what you've got to, to say. To me, that's a life well lived. So love that. Thank it you. all works together. It does. And I love the the whole team that was around me, my book writing coach, and then you guys. And it was just like this, uh, I don't know, this bubble of just support that I had to complete this book because I had so many people in my corner cheering me on and making sure that I, I got this message out. So, so grateful for you guys. And yeah, I can't wait for everybody to get their hands on this book and for it just to finally be out because there's so much, I want it out, I want it out. And then you're like, no, I don't want it out. (laughs) So I can't wait till it is out into the world and that you guys can all see what I've been working on with this incredible team from inspirational book writers. So thank you guys again. Amazing too. Thank you so much for having us on and buy the book, read it, share it, all the things. Dave and Davina, thank you both again for taking the time to be on my podcast to talk about the journey of getting my book, Dancing in the Rain, out into the world. I appreciate everything you did for me and I am forever ever grateful. If you are interested in learning more about my book and want to grab a copy, head to tiffcarson.com forward slash links and click on get my book. If you are one of the people who have already purchased my book and read it, first of all, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And second, I would be so honored if you would leave a review on Amazon Reviews are what help things like this podcast and books get seen and heard by more people. So please, 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 please consider leaving a review. Up next in my book journey is recording the audio version. That will take me a bit because reading the words out loud makes me quite emotional. So Trying to get through it without ugly crying the whole way through will be tough. So wish me luck. Next week, I will talk more about this book journey 
And then we are moving on to other great guests to have discussions around grief, addictions, mental health, trauma, all the hard and beautiful things that life throws our way. Until then, please be kind and stay well. Oh, and if it's raining where you are today, consider dancing in the rain before the moment blows away. Bye-bye. Thank you.